Hello. Welcome back to the Forever Game Podcast. It is Jamie, the voice you don't get to hear on intros very often, because Tyler's forcing me to do this, and uh, it's Tyler to my right. Hi. Hey. <laughs> That's my usual. I'm trying to play Jamie, the Jamie role. <laughs> Dang Hello. it. I don't like when we switch roles, um, but we are here today to talk about, to do a follow-up episode on the whole, what are you obsessed with topic? Because this is kind of fun. Um, and it changes often for us. That's what I was just going to say. We have a lot of obsessions. Tyler, as are you checking your fantasy score over there? I see you're being sidetracked. Um, no, I just, I, you know, I have a preview of the video we're recording, Okay. you know, from that camera. But in the video recording, I can see the TV behind us that <laughs> so is, like, that is rolling NFL Red Zone, and I'm being distracted by Another obsession. It. If you don't have NFL Red Zone, you need to try it. It will change your life. Thank you. Okay, so we're going to talk about what each of us is obsessed with right now. And do you want to go first? Doesn't matter to me. I think you should go first. Okay. I will go first. And so I've learned now, Jamie and I have been working together for a little, like about a year, a little over a year. And I've learned to filter my my messages to her <laughs> based on like the quickness of how excited I get about something. If I get really quickly excited about some new idea, I'm like, whoa, 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 take a breath. Don't message her yet. She'll just, she's just going to kill the high you're on. <laughs> just hold on to that. So I usually wait like 24 to 48 hours and kind of stew on it a little bit. See if the obsession still remains. And then, yeah, yes, yes. And then I'll think about it and then I'll bring it up to her again. And the thing that I'm obsessed with right now is the idea of hosting some sort of event. And the, the fact that you know, being just like Gary says in his podcast, like being the host of a party, it's a real thing. And, and I, I was interested in like hosting a party around marketing in rural Minnesota and, you know, inviting some speakers and, and networking with people. Where did this come from? This came from a podcast that I had listened to. And if you search the social media examiner, which is, is a really cool podcast, um, not nearly as cool as ours, but <laughs> It's been around for a while. But it's been around a little while. <laughs> been around like 12 years, something like that. And and the guy talked, the host, who rarely talks about himself, talked about how they got started in his company when they they run a company very similar to ours, but um, obviously bigger. And he had talked about how they decided to do an event and it really put their company on the map and it helped a lot of people. It was a really fun thing. It became part of the cadence of their annual company plans and and all sorts of things. And, um, I was like, man, that'd be cool. There's nothing around here really like that. And then I messaged it to Jamie and she's like, oh yeah, well I was part of an organization that did that for three years. Thanks a lot. <laughs> and in my yeah, head, I was like, that's a great truth. job marketing your marketing event. If I didn't know about it, I wasn't a part of it. Thank you very much. I attended. Okay. Fair enough. And that's what made me join the organization after was how cool that event was. Yes. And so I kind of wanted to fill that void, but you know, it's, it's a big task. We're already pretty busy. So even though I'm obsessed with that idea and I'm constantly like thinking about it and planning what it would be like in my yeah, head. What would it be like? Like just what do you think right now? What I would like to do is not bring in speakers that are like social media experts. I'd like to bring in, um, think about the top industries around here and then go and find 
marketing people in companies in those industries from around the country or around the area that we think are doing well, really, really oh, well. Yeah. And bringing them in and having a very tactical. Almost like case studies. Yeah. Having a very tactical like discussion, presentation on what they do, how they do it. Why they do it. Why they do it. it's working. Right. And because I think a lot of those conferences that I've seen or that I've read about on marketing and social media is they bring in some sort of influencer, someone in a marketing agency or something like that, which is, which is cool. And some of them are, are high profile, but they do a lot of rah, rah. They speak very generally. Yeah. And I would rather have people come in that do it every day in a specific industry so that like, let's say the manufacturing yeah, companies. Yeah, they, they know here. their shit about that industry basically. Yes. So the manufacturing companies around here could go to the manufacturing breakout and learn how some manufacturing company the same size as them maybe even smaller has this huge presence and how they leverage it how they monetize with it and uh you know then we could have um medical we could have um like all of the professional levels but yeah retail of course is a huge one and but then even like attorneys and dentists real estate real estate yep things like that i think that would be really cool and useful for people and it would be something that um would get a lot of like-minded people in the room and um, have them, what I think would happen, the big thesis would be they'd start thinking about content. Mm-hmm. That's what they would start mm-hmm. doing. I love that. That sounds fun. Yeah, it does sound fun. It's a lot of work. ton of work. But um, yeah, that's, that's what I've been thinking about a lot lately. In addition to my fantasy team, which a quick update is last thank you i've just been dying last week i know you're all interested in this um i made a big trade so in my (laughs) fantasy league we have an auction every year for our draft we don't have a snake pick where you you know have your first round second round blah 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 blah. you have a 200 hundred dollar budget at the at the draft and you get to bid on whoever you want and we've allowed this year for you to be able during season to trade your next year's auction dollars. So you have $200 next year at the draft. I traded 40 of those 2020 <coughs> auction dollars for two of like the top players out there. And I'm just going to read to you my non-buy, my non-buy week lineup for all of you that play. Seriously? Fantasy there. Just very quickly. I know it off the top of my head. It's fine. Don't worry about it. It'll be f- brief. Russell Wilson, who is right now the consensus number one Good quarterback. Good pick. Um, I traded for him. And then my running backs are as follows, and listen to this, Ezekiel Elliott, nice. Elvin Kamara, Aaron Jones. Those are my three running backs. Aaron Jones, obviously, is third, so he slots in my flex spot. Okay. And then my wide receivers are DeAndre Hopkins, Julio Jones, and then my tight end is George Kittle. That lineup is like murderer's row. And I went all Fire. because, And this is kind of relates to something that we talk about here, is be on the offensive. I was always a defensive fantasy player player a defensive person in general i never went out and tried to do things i never like risk it to get the biscuit that was never me i was always hyper conservative stop laughing about biscuits <laughs> and they're delicious baked good so and i'm waiting for you to wrap this up the last couple years in my fantasy leagues and in life in general i was like you know what f it like i'm gonna go for it i'm gonna go for the tr- to try to win yeah and so um I believe that I'm favored this year. I don't think anyone's team could match me, although I'm four and four, which is technically third place and points overall scored. But all right, that's it for me. I'm just like having a flashback moment from when you and I had a conversation about starting this podcast and you told me that I needed to have a sign or something that I could hold up when you should stop talking about what you're talking about. 
And I was just holding that imaginary sign. Can I? I'm going to guess that I bet 30% of our listeners play fantasy football. Okay, we'll find out. Please let us know. Would you comment? Yes. If you're interested in learning more about Tyler's fantasy team. No, that's not fair. (laughs) Um, If you play fantasy football, we're going to put that poll out. In fact, I'm going to make Jamie do it. She's always looking at her phone and I'm talking anyway to put out a poll. Do you play fantasy football? And I want to see. I I bet it's 30% of our listeners. Okay. I'm excited to see the results from that. The the thing that I'm probably like, it's 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 probably fifth place on the thing I'm most interested in. And that is what you're obsessed with. (laughs) Thank you. Yep. Well, mine is uh, a little more personal, but what I'm obsessed with right now is finding a way to make my morning routine more productive. So, since you've been freelancing air quotes, <laughs> I've seen the results of your morning routine, and I'm like getting done with my class already. I've been up for two, probably like four hours actually. It's nine thirty. And then I see like a story from you on your social media that's like holding a cup of coffee, looking in your backyard, like, oh, love these, love these fall days. And I'm like, Jesus. Shut up. I, okay, here's the thing. I'm not saying that I'm just like some lazy ass. I'm saying I get up early. I enjoy getting up early and I like having time to myself and I don't necessarily like diving into work right away. Mm -hmm. So ever you're going to continue to make fun of this. But, um, so, I mean, you get up, I, I eat the same thing for breakfast and I have coffee. Like, that's my thing. But that other time, like, I'm trying to fill my brain with something more productive than, like, turning on the news or scrolling Instagram or, like, putting on a stupid Netflix show that I've already seen just because I want something to not think about. And not watch Game of Thrones, which I gave you the login <laughs> to my HBO Go account. I still haven't watched it. Don't get mad. Unbelievable. You can unsubscribe. So, you anyways... I've decided this past week I tried, I'm trying to adopt a new habit and I've succeeded in the last five days, but it is journaling. So I'm taking 10 minutes out of my morning when I'm like doing my breakfast coffee thing to journal about just like whatever's in my head. Cause I feel like lately I've had a lot going on in my, in my head and like trying to clear space for Hmm. more things to fill that. You have actually journaled. Yeah, yeah, and not like long stuff. Afterwards, how do you feel after when you're done? I don't, I don't (laughs) like soothed. I sort of just feel like relaxed. Like, okay, well, that's out there. I don't know. Now I'm ready to go do things. Go to work. Go kind of like a puke and rally on a long drinking day. Yeah, and even though I don't know, it's just like finding a way. Because you know, I'm not much of a like a talker. So happy to have you as my podcast. My, yeah. yes. More, I'm like, more naturally comes writing for yes, me. Yes, you are a writer. That is, so you're very I can talk, that. but more naturally is what I'm saying, comes writing. So I feel like it's been working. I, I think it's going to work to help just me feel more, I don't know, relaxed. It helps you digest like what you're going through probably. Sure. Get yeah. it out. Yeah. Yep. So that's what I'm obsessed with right now. And I feel like that's very healthy and I don't think I do it at all. Yeah. And you also, we have this conversation all the time about you have a million things in your brain, Mm -hmm. your Mm -hmm. to-do list. Right now it's empty. Keeping, (laughs) I know, (laughs) keeping all the balls in the air or trying to. I, I just, I personally like being in 
I would say if like 10 is outright panic where I'm trying to deal with a natural disaster while also trying to like be a dad, while also trying to run the business, while also trying to do my class, like if that's 10, I like to be at like a, like a semi-comfortable six and a half or seven yeah. most of the time. Because mm-hmm. I, I actually, like I've done public speaking before and the worst public speaking job I've ever done and was the one I prepared the most for. I like practiced it seven to 10 oh. times the night before. I like. Sound like can't. Thought, like canned. Yeah. Thought, well, I wasn't, I knew not to memorize anything, but I had my points and I practiced it and da, 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 da. And it was terrible and terribly embarrassing. It was the biggest crowd I've ever spoken in front of. It's probably 1,500 teachers. Shoot. And I was brutal. But you then, felt like you did bad. Oh, it was bad. Okay. I mean, I'm aware and it was bad. Uh, I walked off the stage like, I suck. And oh. I only bring that up to say that then, maybe like a year ago, I gave another one where I almost did no preparation, and it was the best I'd ever done. Interesting. And so I think I just function better in that setting. So that's why I would I like a little bit of chaos. I don't have too much time to think and stew and yeah. wonder and over plan because then I don't perform well. Yeah. If that makes sense. Yeah. Interesting. But I think that's why we're a good match for that is you like to think. Yes, yep. I do. Mm-hmm. And I, I do. appreciate the thinking. I just don't do it. Mm-hmm. Oh, I should say part of my journaling, is, it's a kind of like a knockoff of what um, Rachel Hollis does with the Start Today journal thing, but it's a, making a gratitude list too. So it's uh, five things, five quick things that you're grateful for that day, and they can be totally random. Right. But also I think that I, that's how I started out, and then I just go into whatever the hell I want to do. But um, that's how I, it like puts you in a state of being positive. positive. Yeah. Right. Like starting your day feeling good. Yep. So that's a chunk of it, which also leads into it making me feel better. Do you feel like you need to reframe positively just to get through? Or do you think it's just something that you'd like to add just to see how it goes? Because some people... Probably the second one. Yeah. I'm naturally like a positive person. I I just think like you don't think about those things. Unless you force yourself to sometimes. You you take a lot of things for granted, basically. It's true. So. As a parent, I feel that way every single time I scroll through my photos. Like looking at your kids? When I go back and scroll through my photos, just even like in the last week, I'll look through it and just be like, oh. That was such a good moment. You are such a softy too. Oh, huge. (laughs) probably pathetic. How many times a week do you you ever like tear up looking at your photos? 100%. Yeah, I knew you did. Weekly. I knew you did. Weekly. (laughs) And there are some times where... I'll wake up and all parents do this. You'll wake up in the middle of the night and you've had some sort of weird dream or you're in a weird feeling or, and you just walk around and you go and check on and like physically touch all check of your, on your little humans. Yeah. Just like you check their breathing or you lay down next to them and for sure do that. Yeah. Well, see, that's like a gratitude practice. Yeah, I think in so. In and of itself. Maybe uh-huh. that's the only thing that you have time for. Probably. That's okay. And it's a good, I think anything below that, it's gravy. Like I'm grateful for, I don't know, lots of things, mm-hmm. but. When you talk about kids and family and your kids being healthy, especially with so many, hearing so many of the bad stories out there, um, every day your kids are healthy and every day that, that your family and the people you care about are healthy, it's like... It's a win. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, um, I think that wraps up this episode of What Are You Obsessed With? Right. Those were those. That was good discussion. It was. Great discussion, James. Also, I think like if anybody's listening right now, I hope somebody's listening. <laughs> to you, this that person, a person listening. 
I would love to hear what other people are obsessed with because that fascinates me too. So if anybody listening wants to share, message us or like post it in the comments of whatever channel you follow us on, that would be interesting to me. So great. How about one micro super fast one? Oh, what like beverage or food are you currently obsessed with? Do you have one of those? Um, like some sort of wacky fucking tea that you drink or kombucha blended with like, well, I have a new flavor that I'm obsessed with of kombucha. Okay. Classic. Thanks for calling that out though. Um, Kavita, which is the brand that I drink the most of now because it's the kombucha that doesn't hurt my stomach so much. Actually, it doesn't hurt my stomach at all. That's why I drink it. But other brands have. So Kavita just came out with a new flavor that's exotic greens. And if you are a kombucha consumer, I would highly recommend getting that. It's at Mm. Walmart at all of the big retailers, but I found it at Walmart. You're so excited about that because... I come. I've glazed over when you were talking about your grass water, whatever the hell. <laughs> you make fun of me all the time. My fermented grass water. I'm actually. Oh, another thing I'm obsessed with. Micah and I, my boyfriend and I, are making our own kombucha. Oh, so that's really? another tangent. Oh wow! I just remembered that. Are we gonna be able to sell that on our podcast? We should. If That'd it turns out good, I'll sell it. Okay. Uh, I mean, commercial kitchen be dams licensing. Who cares? But anyway, we'll just sell it. <laughs> um, okay. The, what What's your thing? Mine is Seattle cider. The cider oh, that I've been drinking. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I like so many of this. So being gluten sensitive is uh, cider is what I drink mostly, but all of it is like so sweet and sugary. It's hard to. That's like, exactly why I don't like it. But this stuff, like it, 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 there's actually a dry version. There's like a mm-hmm. medium version and it's, it's delicious. And I probably drink too much of it. Yeah. We use, you did definitely buy a lot of it this last week. You well, said I bought a photo, 12. A you can only buy four packs of it because it's, it's, it's expensive. It but is. When I, when I went, you sent me to the liquor store to get you cider for whatever podcast we were doing. And yeah. I picked that, not knowing that you really liked it, but I, because I myself don't like overly sweet things. And that looked like a cider that I would maybe drink. Right. Because of the spot labeling on. too. Oh, 100%. Right. All right, guys. Well, thanks for listening to this episode of What Are You Currently Obsessed With? A lot of with? obsessions. Um, mine will probably change in an hour or so. <laughs> Check back. But we will see you again. We are shifting our cadence to Monday, Wednesday, and I'm trying to push for Friday as well, but Jamie's Ugh. holding back because I tend to overcommit. Yep. Anyway, have a great week. <laughs>